listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while. Hey friend. Hey friend. So before we get started, we just wanted to remind you that we have a quarterly-ish. Yes. We're pretty good at quarterly now. Yeah. Monthly was tough. Quarterly Mm -hmm. newsletter that you can sign up for on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. We share some things we're digging lately, some behind the scenes info, and just general neighborly advice and inspiration. So we think you will like it. So go ahead and sign up for that. This episode is based on a listener question, actually, to discuss some of the similarities and differences between raising boys versus raising girls. Mm -hmm. So that was an interesting thought. I have two girls, age six and seven, And you have two boys, age four and six, Mm -hmm. correct? Did I get their ages right? Yep. So we thought it would be interesting to chat about that. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to start off with a bit of a disclaimer, though. And I think I can speak for both of us when I acknowledge that so many of the things that so many of us call boy things or girl Mm -hmm. things as a society are simply not gender specific. Mm -hmm. And that even many of those that are most likely occur because of the way we culturally encourage and discourage certain things based on gender. So we are acknowledging that right Mm -hmm. out of the gate here. I think we both feel strongly about that. So that's number one. But um, that being said, what is your favorite thing about raising your boys? Well, one thing, I only have a sister. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a household where it was me and a sister. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I've never been around little boys so much. And so I just love that experience, you know, and something different. Yeah. And it just in, in that way feels different than my upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just appreciating and cherishing that. Um, I remember when Chris and I found out we were having a boy, we found out, uh, what we were having with Dash and then we waited to be surprised with Cedric. But when we found out we were having a boy with Dash, I just remember talking about, you know, that we were having a boy and Chris said something. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he just said something to the effect of like just that boys, no matter how old they get, always just have this deep love for their moms. Yeah. And I just yeah. love that. And so I just, I, love, and I, th- I, I think love it's true for that. what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. So I, I love thinking about that. Um, just, you know, I'm very, I'm very close with both of my parents. I'm very close with my mom. And so, you know, I don't know if my relationship Mm -hmm. with them will look different one day since they will be men. Right. Um, But that kind of really comforts me. Yeah. And I think we just are, I hope, encouraging and fostering such close relationships in our family. I don't really worry about that, but that's always just that little special extra something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, I really just love that. Um, and we'll get into this more later in the episode, but I, I just also love having the role of raising, caring and compassionate boys and men. Yeah. And I, I think I'm doing a good job and I think I'm a great mom for that Mm -hmm. just because I think I appreciate lots of like typically feminine things, but typically masculine things Mm -hmm. too. Like, you know, I just, I'm not afraid to get dirty, to be silly, Mm -hmm. to be boisterous and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I am really thoughtful about raising them to be caring, compassionate and nurturing and all of that too. Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. I'm appreciating that. What about you raising your girls? Um, so interesting because we actually thought we wanted boys, like Mm -hmm. we didn't care truly, Mm -hmm. but it was Mm -hmm. like, if given the choice, which we were actually, and we did not rule out girls by any means, but you know, they had kind of a preference thing that you fill out. Um, just because our whole entire family, all of my nieces and nephews on both or now 
now we have one nephew Mm -hmm. but we did not at the time we had only nieces Mm -hmm. and so there is all girls everywhere and I grew up with brothers too Mm -hmm. and I just missed that again Mm -hmm. that energy and that dynamic of like having some girls and some boys around right um so we thought for sure we would be bringing Mm -hmm. the boys to the party um and then they called us with two girls Uh and so we're like all right (laughs) here we go um and of course like right away it's like it doesn't matter matter. but um I think it's cool too because I I feel kind of on the opposite coin of that that you do like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a super important and like my like biggest privilege as a mom is to raise strong women Mm -hmm. um that know that they can do what they want to do and that are brave and Mm -hmm. independent and all of that so I feel like I'm a good mom for that Mm -hmm. and we have a good dad for that Mm -hmm. like we have a very um you know egalitarian relationship Mm -hmm. and like we I don't know I just I feel like I have that strength and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm passing that on to my Mm -hmm. girls um to speak their mind and to do Mm -hmm. all of that and so I also think it's cool like I'm just a girl so (laughs) that kind of special bond in sharing the experience of womanhood with them and growing into a woman and all that goes along with that and like the special um phases and seeing them go through those mm-hmm. as I remember them right. there's a little bit of like yeah I can connect connect uh-huh. and relate a little bit more to them yeah and then I really do love the like stereotypically girly stuff uh-huh. I love doing their hair uh-huh. it's been my favorite from Aww. the beginning I love picking out bows and uh-huh. outfits and helping them you know especially as they're growing now and have more say in a lot of that mm-hmm. like helping them learn t- what them feeling their best is Mm. and that that's okay Mm -hmm. and like and what an impact that makes on their day Mm -hmm. to like feel their best and feel Mm -hmm. you know beautiful and powerful and Mm -hmm. all of that comfortable you know all of the things so yeah I do love that part yeah so what are you what do you think you're super intentional about in terms of raising future men like the the deeper stuff Mm -hmm. well um I definitely think about this a lot um and I think there was a recent article in the New York Times that we will link to. And I feel like it kind of, the title kind of sums up what I think about a lot. The, the article, um, the article is titled many ways to be a girl, but only one way to be a boy. Mm. And it was based on a survey of lots of kids and, mm-hmm. um, and just what they had to say about what it means to be a girl and what it means to be a boy. And I think we have done so much great work in our culture, in our country about opening up these opportunities to women and to yeah. girls. We still have a long way to go, yeah. but certainly there's just much more cultural dialogue about encouraging girls and women to get into STEM and they can do anything. Yeah, can be what you want to be. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. They can dress the way they want. They Mm -hmm. don't have to wear their hair a certain way. Um, But unfortunately, it's just kind of true. There actually isn't as much latitude, I think, for boys and men. Mm -hmm. So... um, so I just think about that and I think I think Chris and I think about wanting to give them those options as mm-hmm. much as we can to empower them as much as possible. So we definitely just you know try not to impose upon them, you know, stereotypical like boy or just like masculine things. We don't tell them they have to be tough, you know, mm-hmm. we let them cry. Mm-hmm. We're super affectionate with them and I'm actually just very thankful that our boys just are, are super mm-hmm. affectionate and, you know, just love personality wise yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um so I just I love that we can encourage that with them. Uh, we just try to point out examples of and read books with men and women in lots of different roles Mm -hmm. about that and just try to try to have conversations Mm -hmm. you know about that if it's like you know girls do this boys do that like 
no, wait, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not how it is. And talk more about that. And I think there's a lot of messaging around, sorry to interrupt, but Mm -hmm. I just had this thought as you're talking, there's a lot of messaging about what not to be as a man. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be a bully. Mm -hmm. Don't be Mm -hmm. a rapist. Like, let's be real. Like you don't get to just overpower people, but Mm -hmm. there's the other side of that is you have to show them how to be nurturing right. them, how to be respectful, how mm-hmm. you like, it doesn't just automatically happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just, we've tried to give them varieties of toys. They had baby dolls. They had mm-hmm. a play kitchen. Um, I have to say thank you to target, which I think has been where I get basically all of their clothes. And I think has been doing such a great job just, just since I had my first child and the, the changes that I mm-hmm. have seen in the clothing options mm-hmm. available for boys, I see straight up pink, mm-hmm. straight up purple, and I am here for mm-hmm. it, you know? So I just, I love that. Um, and not everything having to have a monster truck or a exactly. dinosaur on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not that they can't also love those things. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say, I think it needs to go farther. Um, I still just, it's like you have solid colors or you have stripes. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can, can have a fun pattern too. There if you're can a boy. be more, yeah. but I, I am thankful to see that it seems like it's, you know, come a little bit, um, farther. Um, we also think a lot about just teaching them about their bodies, about women's bodies mm-hmm. and about sex. Like mm-hmm. I would want this, whether we had girls or right. boys, but I just want them to be super informed. Um, and I just think, you know, I think that will go in terms of them having positive body images, Mm -hmm. just having healthy sexual relationships, being consensual men Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and I've just been impressed at how much they just understand and just how they take it all in stride. Mm -hmm. We had a very candid discussion the other day about my period. It was awesome. (laughs) It was so awesome. Yeah. And I was explaining it all to Cedric and he was just like, Okay. Yeah. You know, Actually, just, now it's like way easier. We yeah. think they're not ready for it, but it's yeah. way easier to have some of those talks starting now. Yeah. And then it's just matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I just have to like tell you this. So we were talking about it and I was explaining that, you know, like there's an egg inside my body. And if the egg meets a seed, you know, we've talked mm-hmm. about the egg and the seed and where babies come from, um, that it can turn into a baby. But, you know, if it doesn't, my body gets rid of it and da, da, da. And Dash just like sat there and thought for a minute. And then I could just like see the light bulb moment. And he was like, remember that kid that we flew the kite with? And this was like months ago. And he was like, I think the eggs in his mom's body met a lot of seeds because he had so many brothers and sisters. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, exactly. Awesome. This was like a family of like You're six like, or seven he's like, kids. His mom was super fertile. Exactly. <laughs> but I just, I love That's it. That's amazing. I yeah, love he's it really so making much. that connection. <laughs> um, And then kind of, like I said, I think that's part of the conversations we have about consent. And like I said, I would have these conversations, boys or girls. Um, But I feel like it's just so, so important with boys. Um, And uh, I would like to credit too Joanna Goddard on Cup of Joe. She Mm -hmm. has two boys. Mm -hmm. And I just, I look to her kind Mm -hmm. of as a role model. Just she talks candidly about it. And I just really love kind of her approach to parenting. Um, and she recently did an interview on the forever 35 podcast that I will link to. And she kind of talked about that a little bit about, you know, raising good men and a few of the practices that they do. 
Um, and so one thing they do, they use a phrase in their family, you're the boss of your body. Mm -hmm. And I love that. We kind of talk a lot about being respectful of each mm -hmm. other's bodies, like as they're wrestling and, you know, even mm -hmm. if they're trying to do something to me, you know, mm -hmm. nope, that's okay. That's, I don't want you to touch me there right mm -hmm. now. You need to be respectful. But I like the, you're the boss of your body just mm -hmm. because kids understand that. It's like, yes. you're the boss of your body. And so is everybody the else. Right. Exactly. He right. and she's the boss of their body. So I like that. Um, the other thing that she has written about before that I just think is so smart, but you wouldn't really think about it is just no pouting or play whining if they don't want to hug or kiss you. Mm, like, mm -hmm. oh, give me a kiss. Like, oh, please, please. Mm -hmm. Like, no, if they said you don't no. You talk somebody into physical exactly, affection. Yeah, exactly. Just like a very, like, mm -hmm. you know, foundational way to kind of establish that. Um, and I, I really liked that. Um, and she also talked about just being very open with her boys about her period and just mm -hmm. like, that's a normal thing. And I like that she said she would, she'll even be like on their way out to the door to go to the park and she'll just stop and say, Oh, I just have to change my tampon real quick. Mm. And just making that totally mm -hmm. normal because she talked about having, um, that's like next level. That's aspirational goals. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, I don't just mind your business. Like I don't, I would ask, I would tell them if they asked directly, uh -huh. but uh -huh. I feel like I just am a private, I need mm. my space. And uh -huh. so to me, it feels more like I just yeah. want to take care of that without you right. staring at me or right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But that is something to really think about. Like that challenges me. I mean, and I think I just, I just think too, I just think it's going to be so much easier to have, you know, it's not a talk, it's an ongoing conversation. Exactly. And the earlier you start, the more normalized mm -hmm. it is. And it kind of, I mean, I think for, for Chris and me too, like we've been talking about these things for long enough that it's starting to feel easier, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of getting that kind of like, Oh God, we're yeah. talking about it feeling <laughs> yeah. away so that yeah. I hope that by the time we're having like these more meatier conversations, right. it's just like right. cool as a cucumber. No problem. Well, and there is, I mean, think about how much understand understanding you truly went into all of that with mm -hmm. not yes. a lot. And it's real scary. And I think mm -hmm. about that as girls, like I want them to know it's not like, Oh, now you're a woman. Here's this horrible thing right. that happens to you. Yeah, exactly. It's like part, first of all, like understanding a cycle is kind of important for yeah. men and women in terms of like not getting pregnant yeah. when you don't want to be mm -hmm. or how that all just works. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a period is almost this thing we like set apart as separate. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, this is actually like, an important part of this bigger right. picture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Okay, um, you're, you're pushing me here. You're pushing right. me. Do it. Yes. If Cedric knows how my period works. Yeah, <laughs> then Vanessa and Julia should probably know how mine works because they're going to have um, one one day. So we recently read for our in-person book club, Where the Crawdads Sing. And it is a story about Kaya who essentially just grows up on her own in the marsh all alone. And she has this friend kind of love interest that she sings sometimes Tate I think it was mm -hmm. anyway when she gets her period she mm -hmm. has no idea mm -hmm. what is going on like mm -hmm. she's freaking out um but Tate because he had a sister yeah like new and was able to just be like it's okay I'm gonna go get mm -hmm. this woman to help you mm -hmm. and was just like just helped like shepherd her through this mm -hmm. big important moment that is just I want my boys to be prepared to be that yeah, person. Yeah. Not that they ever will be, but I want them to just, if they could comfort or be a friend at any time, mm -hmm. like just because they have that knowledge. And will know? eventually, like if they marry a woman mm -hmm. one day, yeah, we expect them to be these sensitive, like understanding men, but then don't raise them to even know what the mm -hmm. heck's going on. Yeah. Right. Like it's a right. really good point. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So anyway, I like that. Yeah. What about you? 
Okay. Um, I do think just a, a position of not aggression, but quiet strength in mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. for me as a woman and finding a way to be who they are, have the gentle nurturing side that they may have, but mm-hmm. also have so much strength in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and independence. I think I would place a lot of independence, a lot of emphasis on independence, whether I had boys or girls, mm-hmm. because I just, it's the teacher in me. Mm-hmm. It's the, I want kids who mm-hmm. are not whiny and complaining about, you <laughs> right. know, who do things for right. themselves. But I'm super intentional about raising women that can do for and depend on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that so many, I mean, I think about the worst case scenario is like so many, so many situations that a woman might find themselves in, in domestic violence situation, especially is a lot of that is they don't have any options. They mm-hmm. don't have the education or the choices to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And financially, even like right. financially, it plays such a big role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it's been really good because I've always stayed home um, since we've had the girls, but mm-hmm. now it's actually been really good to see me doing Senegence, which mm-hmm. like, I don't, I mean, it's spending money for the most part. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm making a giant contribution at this point to the family budget, mm-hmm. but to really call work work mm-hmm. and for them to understand that. And it's not daddy works and mommy cleans right. and cooks like, right. which he does all of that too. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I think I've been really intentional, especially now given this more like, um, obvious avenue of work like you can see me selling things and and having them help me ship things out Mm -hmm. and having them see Mm -hmm. what it looks like to work Mm -hmm. as a woman and to support you know yourself Mm -hmm. or your family um I think that another thing that I really value and I think um I work hard to go against the grain Mm -hmm. of still how we definitely like socialize girls is raising them to be brave Mm. We, we praise bravery mm-hmm. and taking risks and chances in mm-hmm. boys. And we still are not great about mm-hmm. that with girls. It's like, be careful that, it, you know, right. um, but raising them to be brave and not view themselves as a victim, mm. that they have that agency. agency and that they can do hard things. We mm-hmm. try to really praise like working hard and trying something hard and mm. you were scared and you did that anyways, mm-hmm. instead of like, don't be scared. Don't cry. Don't. Right. It's more like you can feel all those things uh-huh. and do it anyways. Cause yeah. you're strong, mm-hmm. you know? Um, praising things other than that they're pretty, which is hard because they are really pretty (laughs) and they love that. You know, it's okay. I think it's okay um, to have that side, boys or girls that enjoy how they, Mm -hmm. you know, look and enjoy Mm -hmm. feeling put together for a special occasion, but to really balance it with, you know, it's okay to feel your best. And, and I try to say to them, how does that dress make you feel? Oh, I like that. Or how does, I've really been trying to do that or ask them how they want their hair done. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to do your hair because I'm anal and cannot handle you going to school looking a hot mess but you get to pick how you want your hair done Mm -hmm. um and just yeah that it's okay to feel their best and feel feminine Mm -hmm. even jeremiah asked uh vanessa a question this dress that she's like obsessed Mm -hmm. with and i said because she was literally wanting to wear it like three times a week Mm -hmm. and i said let's put that on hold for a week and wear some of your other clothes Mm because you just got some new stuff let's just Mm -hmm. hang it up here and it's you can wear it again but Mm -hmm. let's give it a break for a week and she was fine with it. And Jeremiah said, why do you like that dress so much? Is it because it's comfortable? Is it because mm-hmm. you feel pretty in it? Like, I thought that was really nice mm-hmm. for yeah. him to like ask her. It right. wasn't just like Think more about it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, we two are really big on you are in charge of your own bodies. Mm-hmm. And what's really nice, a really nice side effect of that is it's also really good for teaching about hygiene mm. and just like telling us our girls have not been great historically and I think some of it is from a a tough past or where needs Mm -hmm. weren't met about 
being able to articulate how they feel mm. when they're hungry, when they're cold, mm-hmm. like they would just melt down mm-hmm. and it wasn't mm-hmm. like we had to really give them some language around that. So mm-hmm. I think that it's actually been really helpful for that too. Like you are in charge of your body. Take, you know, mm-hmm. so about taking responsibility, brushing teeth, all of that, but mm-hmm. also like nobody gets touched you that doesn't, you right. don't want touching you. And mm-hmm. there are certain people that should never be touching you. You know, mm-hmm. it's all of those conversations. Yeah kind of fit under that umbrella, not forcing them to give hugs to relatives mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's never. Right. And if, if I feel like it's going that way a little bit, I just am like, you can choose to give them a high mm-hmm. five and kind of step in there for them with yeah. that so that they're not like, right. I can't say no to this big person. Right. right. Um, yeah. And just really emphasizing education mm. to give them choices in life mm-hmm. and that, yeah, I mean, cheesy as it is, but that you can really be what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that there's a, like you were saying, it's almost, um, in some ways we don't also allow, like you can also be a stay at home mom. You can grow up and have babies. Right. And that's like, that's a huge thing to right. do too. Or that like Jeremiah is really good about out loud saying to the girls, isn't it so nice that mommy makes us dinner almost mm-hmm. every night, mm-hmm. but then he cleans up dinner every mm-hmm. night. So they see both, but they also see like there's those contributions being valued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just me like slaving away and right. nobody notices and that's right. the only way to be a woman, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to show them both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And then I always tell them like, I like to try to tell them what I, when I'm saying I love you or giving them a hug or whatever, I try to say what I like about being their mom. Mm. Like I love getting, you know, I love watching you mm-hmm. get good at d- ballet or mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. I just tell them I love doing their hair or mm-hmm. I love cooking a meal for you or whatever. So yeah. they see that those things are not just things that I'm doing because like right. I have to because I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Um, are there any gender stereotypes that you found to be actually true in your kids at least, or mm-hmm. maybe kind of found yourself even unintentionally reinforcing? Well, um, I do think about this some, and of course it's so hard because to like, to really know, I feel like I would have to then just have girls, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you can't really do the controlled mm-hmm. experiment. Um, but yeah, it's I, all anecdotal. Exactly. Yeah. But I will say I do have two very energetic and rambunctious boys. Um, but <laughs> like you know, fitting of, that bill. Yeah. But of course I definitely know parents who also have very energetic, rambunctious girls and then also very, you know, kind of more quiet, gentler Calm boys. boys. Uh-huh. But I do have those. Um, And, you know, my boys had lots of different toys growing up, including, you know, stuffed animals and baby dolls. But they have just gravitated to the trucks Mm -hmm. and the cars and the wrestling. Um, Anything with movement involved. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, they really have expressed little to no interest in their clothes, mm-hmm. not their appearance. Actually, it's awesome. Cedric loves, he calls it making his hair. Mm-hmm. And the other day he sat in front of the mirror for 10 minutes, just wanting to use my brush and wanting to put the like water on his hair and asking me how to use his comb. He loves, he loves to have his fingernails painted, which we do. Cute. He loves to look at my makeup, which mm-hmm. I don't have very much for him to choose from, but what <laughs> I like, do go have, see I know exactly. I'll send him over here for <laughs> a makeover. Um, but what I do have, he likes to put on and anyway, cute. so that's yeah. just really cute. So not that they don't care about their appearance, but they don't care what they dress yeah. in in clothes, which yeah. honestly is easy easy because I put them in right. what I want right. and they just get dressed and we don't have drama about it. Um, 
Thus far, I haven't heard anything about like friendship dynamics or drama from Dash, whereas I am hearing from other like kinder moms of girls mm-hmm. that they're starting to experience some of mm-hmm. that. So maybe that's kind of a gender stereotype. Um, in terms of unintentionally reinforcing any, um, I wish it I wish it weren't the case, but I do feel like we're reinforcing stereotypes just in terms of how we cut their hair. I mean, they have mm-hmm. short boy haircuts. We do ask them how mm-hmm. they want their haircut. We've asked them before, like, would you like to grow it mm-hmm. out? Like, do you want hair more like mama's? But they've always yeah. just kind of wanted the shorter. That's probably how they see their right. boyfriends yeah. and stuff. Um, and then just to, in terms of the clothes, like, like I talked about, there is a little there's a little bit more variety for boys, mm-hmm. but you know, it's still just all very gendered. Yeah. Um, they don't have a whole lot of say in it, but I, I am thoughtful in terms of, I try to, I, I have never bought things that, you know, say like mommy's little hunk or just yeah. like, Ew. like, like kind, all of, of, that kind of the yeah. over the top, yes. like I am a boy. Hashtag boy yeah, mom. All exactly, of that. Yeah. I exactly. Can't all of that. And I do try to, um, you know, when, you know, get them the purple thing, the pink thing. Um, you know, Chris loves to wear like pink button downs and stuff. So it's nice to like have Mm -hmm. that example. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think some of that is just almost, unless you're just fighting it almost every day. And to the point of you're also not allowing them to just have an identity partly based on their gender too, just like we do in all kinds of other factors, right? right? Like I, I think about that, like I'm it's okay for them to relate to other little girls mm-hmm. as little girls and right. as they are relating, just like right. you are, you would obviously encourage, like, I want them to be connected to the Latina community. Uh-huh. I want, right. like, it's okay to find some identity in some who identity. you biologically are. Yeah, I value my women friendships and intentionally right, exactly. foster really good ones. And so I think that sometimes some things like, especially in raising kids, we can get like so overly sensitive yeah. about it that we're actually like counterproductive. <laughs> right. It's like, no, it's okay for you to wrestle with the boys at school if that's what the boys are right, doing. It's exactly. okay for you to, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to not to just label things as girl things or mm-hmm. boy things ever, like mm-hmm. other than body parts. Right. I mean, it's just yeah. not necessary even. Yeah. Um, I have found, and again, some of this is personality because definitely they rate on this scale even compared to other girls. My girls are very calm mm. and quiet mm-hmm. and kind of fit. They like to be patient for a long time with an mm-hmm. activity. And so mm-hmm. definitely more than boys their age that I've noticed uh-huh. and definitely from teaching, like boys were did tend yeah. to just be more physical. Uh-huh. Um, and they say, like I, I've even in some research, part of that is due to testosterone uh-huh. and like Mm-hmm. testosterone is like what gives some more mm-hmm. aggression right or some not in a in a aggressive way right. necessarily but mm-hmm. that more physicality mm-hmm. um so yeah I've definitely noticed that and I have definitely reinforced that because <laughs> I just I need a calm and I mean even as a teacher I was a calm teacher uh-huh. my classroom was quiet I was uh-huh. not the rambunctious classroom yeah. and yeah. so I've I've definitely probably praised them for those things mm-hmm. more than I might have mm-hmm. Otherwise, just if they had a different mom, might uh-huh. have encouraged some more dirty uh-huh. play and uh-huh. wild and crazy. But yeah. I, it just fits my personality yeah. and Jeremiah's too, yeah. really. Like we're kind of a yeah. quiet, like calm household. Uh-huh. We both value that. Yeah. And so order and mm-hmm. cleanliness is important. <laughs> um, I will say verbal skills, I feel like, are something that mm. has that I've seen definitely with Vanessa, like mm-hmm. she was just way ahead of the game in mm-hmm. terms of that. And I've definitely noticed in teaching that girls tend to be a little, Mm -hmm. you know, a little more advanced in that area, but then it does even out. Mm -hmm. It's just what develops first kind of a thing. Um, I, they do have some girly interest in 
you know, clothes and hair bows and makeup. And Mm -hmm. that's fun for me. That's Mm -hmm. just an interest of mine. And so I definitely reinforce that Uh not so unintentionally. Like, but if they weren't, I would not force it upon push it on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, they're, I think it's natural to be, since I'm interested in it for them to be like, Oh, like I want to be like mommy. Right. Exactly. Um, I've definitely noticed a lot of daddy's girl stuff. Uh-huh. And again, I think a lot of that's personality. Um, I think even if we had boys, I'd be the hard one and uh-huh. Jeremiah would be the softy. Uh-huh. So I think part of that is just, they get mm-hmm. away with more with him. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> but there, there is something like you said to raising boys, there's something mm-hmm. special about mm-hmm. that bond, yeah. you know, that they have with the opposite sex parent, right. I think. But yeah, we've, and he doesn't mind that yeah. at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so since you only have one gender, what do you think might be challenging about raising the opposite gender? Like, are you ever like, oh, I'm kind of glad I don't have girls in this scenario? Right. Well, actually, just the whole doing hair thing, just that that's a thing (laughs) that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Like, I just forget that that's something that so many parents Mm -hmm. are having to deal with. I mean, in terms of tangles or putting it up and, you know, some girls are not patient for it or don't want it to happen. So so it's just one more fight and struggle that Mm -hmm. we're not having. Mm -hmm. Um, I just also have zero skills in that department. So I would definitely be doing a lot of YouTube. (laughs) I could actually see actually, and I remember my mom did not have a lot of skills in that department either. I definitely remember like my dad putting the ponytail Being the elastic. ponytail, man. Yeah. Yes. And I could definitely see Chris being that too. I yeah. mean, he's so creative and just, you know, dives into something. Right. So I could see totally. him just like doing the crazy French crazy braids. Crazy braids. Exactly. <laughs> I could see him getting into that. Um, and kind of like I mentioned, I have just heard from other friends that their girls are kind of getting into more of this like friendship dynamics, mm. a little bit of drama mm-hmm. and just kind of that up and down that, you know, sounds like it can be upsetting for Mm -hmm. the girls sometimes. And we haven't had any of that yet. And so I am a little bit thankful we're Mm -hmm. not dealing with that just in terms of kind of some of that self-esteem, self-esteem stuff. We'll get there. Um, And then the last thing that I have a hard time with whenever I've tried to go buy clothes for friends who have girls for birthday Mm -hmm. present or something, I find myself like almost getting really mad angry in the girls clothing section those shorts are so freaking tiny i i'm just glad i have short girls so they all look long on them no matter what but it's bad yeah it it makes me it makes me really angry i'm getting worked up about it right now (laughs) yep it's Um, bad i feel like if i had a girl i probably would shop a lot in the boys department i don't you know i Mm -hmm. don't know it just i I would say the options are improving for sure like old navy Uh and target especially Uh are definitely working towards that i think very consciously too right it seems it seems yeah. it seems or like the it all is. pink and like if you think right. the boys messaging is bad about yeah. mommy's hunk it's like oh princess yeah. this princess that totally. barbie that and i i definitely was very intentional about mm-hmm. we're not having anything that says i'm a little princess on yeah. it no you're not yeah. you're a commoner <laughs> just a commoner <laughs> you need to earn your rank of princess if you want until you prove yourself yeah, to be exactly. royalty <laughs> yes yeah, so what about you what about raising um, boys i i just say this all the time i don't have those parts <laughs> so I feel like I just wouldn't know as much about, I mean, even changing a diaper, uh-huh. like I know how to clean up a girl. Right. I don't, I feel like that would all be a little like weird me out at first. It's Not, a, but the thing is with boys, it's all right there. It's very I know, straightforward. It's, it's very straightforward. That is, I <laughs> you, will give that to the boys. What you see is what you get. <laughs> and you see it probably more often than you care to. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. I will say something that has fit the stereotype with me. I, my girls have zero 
fascination. Oh, no interest with in the those nether parts. regions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I do feel like that's a boy, partly because I was just asking Jeremy. Yeah, he goes, well, it's just there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like any other like toy when you're a kid. Might as well know? tug on it yeah. for a little while. Like I, I've had stories, friends just tell me, you know, they they just whip it out and I would, yeah. I would be like, oh, good God. So I feel, I'm always like grateful I don't have boys at that moment because that's just not an issue in our house. Um, and I do think that some of like the energy and physicality that is just mm-hmm. does just tend to be more mm-hmm. common. And especially because it is encouraged with more like their boy, their friends are going to play like that. Uh-huh. So even if I'm saying like uh-huh. if I had boys and my expectation was we don't act like a crazy person in the house, right. but they're you know, I can't judge everybody else's Mm -hmm. expectation. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that's a little easier for me to manage with girls Mm -hmm. just because of how they naturally are and my girls' personalities in particular. Mm -hmm. So I do think that would be like, I would have a hard time and I would have a very hard time with my sassiness of, I feel like there's more, maybe not more, but what tends to bother me more is like the boy mom sweatshirts and the, Mm. like, this is just how my life is because Mm. I have boys. Actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because I also do not care for the boy mom. And I don't think that girl mom is as much of a phrase, Why isn't girl mom a thing? So yeah, I don't care for the boy mom thing. Um, Yeah, I, I think just because for me, it actually, even though I am like, quote unquote, a boy mom, I actually find it more alienating because it's yeah. like you're saying that, am I not like you? Right. Just because I'm raising right. boys. And that that's such a different ball game that you mm-hmm. couldn't even possibly understand. Yeah. Like from, from both ways, mm-hmm. like, can I not understand what it's like to raise girls? Right. And can you not really right. understand what it's like to raise boys? And then it's it a, does, this set apart that's not necessary. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do not care for that. I, I, tell people I am raising boys, yes. but I am not a boy mom. I'm, yeah. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. They're humans first <laughs> exactly. and foremost. Yeah. Raising absolutely. Humans. Um, okay. I think that's all we have yeah. on. We probably have more, but yeah, we probably do. We this might is need a good to do discussion. A I'm interested yeah. to hear what listeners think about this and hopefully we tread carefully on that topic because I know There's it can be mm-hmm. kind of loaded, but we try to always just talk from our own experiences mm-hmm. and just tell our own story. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you on that. But how about obsessions? What are you currently obsessed with? Okay, I've got a great one, kind of a weird one. Okay. So my obsession is this drink that Chris and I are obsessed Ooh. with. It is called Dandy Blend. Ooh. <laughs> you can't hate a drink that's called Dandy no. Blend. So it sounds very joyful. <laughs> I know. So my mom turned me on to this when I was visiting her in Austin. It's like her her new thing that she's drinking. Um, because they my parents have kind of stopped drinking coffee and stuff, which is like I don't even know who you are because I only know (laughs) my parents is like drinking a full pot of coffee coffee a day. Um, So anyway, this was something that a friend told her about. Anyway, it is this powdered, this powdered drink that you mix with hot water Mm -hmm. or, or cold water. It's dandelion root, which who knew that was a consumable thing (laughs) and, and many other things, but also has chicory in it. Okay. So it tastes so much like coffee, but it has zero caffeine um, and the powder is just so fine that there's no like gritty, yeah. pow- like mm-hmm. grittiness in it. Um, and it's just, it's so good. What is the reason then for just for drinking this instead of like decaf coffee? Well, cause there's benefits to dandelion and chicory. Exactly. And, I think okay. that they are claiming that there are benefits to dandelion. Like I've, herbal benefits. Yes. Uh-huh. I've had my live-in nutrition professor assess this and <laughs> I'm sure with no shortage of opinions on that. Yeah. And I don't know if he can really attest to there being a whole lot of nutrition benefits there, but, um, you know, I think even decaf coffee can have some caffeine. Mm-hmm. And so this just has zero because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even be like, Oh, can I even handle 
handle a cup of decaf coffee in the afternoon, I'll get like a little bit worried. It'll mess mm. up with my sleep. So I just, I love being able to have this in the afternoon. Um, and it's just, it's really good. So all right, I drink it with like my little bit of like same creamer that I normally oh, would. Okay. So it really is like a coffee, mm-hmm. coffee replacement. Yeah. I'll make you a cup next time All you right. come over. All right. See if you can fool me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I am obsessed and I've always liked her, but I okay. am now obsessed with Gwen Stefani. Oh, really? So okay. Tell me more. got a, when I went to seminar in Tulsa for Senegens, I was our 20th anniversary as a company. Mm-hmm. So they spoiled us. We had a private Gwen Stefani concert Whoa. just for us. Um, they hired her just for us. There was wow. nobody else there. It was incredible. It's in Oklahoma. So she, I think, is kind of based there dating uh-huh. Blake Shelton. So okay. like, pulled some strings. Uh-huh. It was so incredible because I would never be that close. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a smaller. Yeah. It was in an arena, but there was only like half of us. You know, we just were in the lower section. So I was maybe like seven rows up. Wow. Um, it was incredible. She put on such a good show. And I've never, I've liked her, like, uh-huh. uh, you know, but never been like into her. Yeah. And now I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> You know I how you it. see someone live and it either makes it better or worse mm-hmm. for you because it's like, oh, yeah. you kind of suck live. No, she was that's awesome. amazing. And I just feel like she kind of embodied, you know, she's kind of like that Beyonce, that same sort mm-hmm. of like, um, you know, breaking some gender stereotypes uh-huh. and just like. Being her own person. Yeah, being very, she's very much uniquely her. Yeah. Um, but she's got like a casualness to her and a swagger that I just was like, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed now. I'm, I'm just, in love. I'm all in. She wears red lipstick all the time. Uh-huh. Like I just, yeah, all in. It just really was such an amazing show. And I was thinking maybe like it would be a three or four song, just uh, like a little right. mini concert, which still yeah. would have been cool. It was a, her full show. Wow. Like she just got done in Vegas and it was the full thing. That sounds so, so fun. Yeah. It was really so fun. And I just, I keep like rewatching the videos from it and yeah. Jeremiah it was cute because he came to pick me up from the airport and I was telling him like texting him throughout the whole show like this is incredible she's so yeah. much better than I would have even thought and he like had Gwen Stefani playing in the car Aww, when I got in the car it was just awesome. so, yeah <laughs> I was so obsessed okay how about neighborhood news do you have any neighborhood news for okay me? I do have some neighborhood news this actually just happened yesterday um, I found a note on my door and someone had stopped by, but I thought they were trying to sell something. Yeah. You know, I was just home alone with the boys. So I didn't answer the door. Anyway, I found a note tucked inside my screen door saying, um, I love your desert landscaping. Mm-hmm. I have grass and want to convert mine. So I want to know who did your landscaping. It looks so great. Like, Excellent. please call me. Excellent. And it was very validating. Yes. You're like, Since, well, in fact, I in did. Fact, I designed it. <laughs> so just that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and now you have a new neighborly connection, right? And I just, um, and you know, Chris loves our landscaping too, but I'm just like, see, see, mm-hmm. I did a great job. Cause it was probably stressful at times yeah. and there was bickering about things. Exactly. Yeah, our, I love trees, it. our trees are blooming now. So it just, yeah, it's bringing me a lot of joy. Oh, it and does look so good. You did a good job. Um, so we have, this is like so random, but I will show you when we're done here okay. recording, but there is so our um, back patio door doesn't face straight out the back. It right. faces actually like the neighbor's house, the uh-huh. big sliding door. So you see into like their side okay. yard, you know. Well, they have tucked like a, I don't know, maybe seven foot ladder oh. like around the side of their house. Okay. It's out of their view. Right. But, but it means it's like completely my backyard. Yeah. So like anytime I look out my 
back door or I'm heading out into the backyard. I have my, you know, I try to set it up nicely. Right. I have my plants. I have my little table. And then it's just ladder. Ladder's like photo <laughs> yeah. bombing. I wonder so what, I'm hoping how long gonna, has it been there? Do you think they were doing well, some work? They're, they're always out there doing things and okay. they more recently finished their yard than we did. So oh. I feel like, I mean, there's nothing I can say about it. Right. Know. It's on their property. It's just one of the, yeah, it's not like offensive. It's a ladder. It's not right. like something truly ridiculous. Right. So, you know, it's tough too, because it's out of, it's like out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. for them. So they might have meant to put it away. Yeah. And now yeah. it'll be like months. It'll be like, where's that ladder? When they right. go to put up the Christmas lights, it'll be right. like, where's the ladder? They come oh, over yeah. to borrow a ladder. Oh, you have one. Oh, I've been staring <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, right. like has the bright orange on it yeah. or whatever. It's just like not you can't the most. really complain, yeah. but yeah, not the most <laughs> cute it. thing. So I need like a, climbing the vine or something over there or maybe to block you just it. need like a good windstorm to kind yeah. of knock it down <laughs> yeah. back into their view you, yeah if they would store it like laying down against uh-huh. the house that would be nice well, you know but we it's do one of those we do things. have the hubboob season coming yeah. on so you can hope <laughs> exactly i just want to like snatch it out from their yard <laughs> all right well i think that's all we have thank you so much for listening everyone and we would love to hear what you think on this topic i know you guys have a lot of great suggestions on how you are raising your boys and yeah. raising your girls and I would love to hear from somebody that has raised both yeah exactly kind of how you know because then you kind of have a little bit more controlled mm-hmm. experiment to tell us um, you know where you can find us on Instagram we're high girls next door and find our girl next door podcast page on Facebook our website is girlnextdoorpodcast.com and our email address is highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly that you can sign up for on our website, girlnextdoor.com. No. Nope. Please let me know if a booger starts to fall out of my nose as I'm recording. I will.